Hello and welcome back to our podcast with David Chapman, who will be giving us an update on what's been happening in Wales. David, can you tell us what is the latest from the three-weekly review? Yes, we were told yesterday, in fact, and uh, due to come into effect earlier on Friday, that COVID passes would be no longer mandatory in the nighttime economy in Wales from the Friday the 18th of February, one week later, and that those face coverings would no longer be mandatory in, in hospitality businesses from the 28th. Uh, they would be still in retail health and transport circumstances, but we're also hopeful that there'll be a wider lift in from March the 28th as a designated date when we're likely to see the um, the lifting of face masks in, in the general population as a compulsory measure. Self-isolation will be removed and we think that COVID-based risk assessments will be taken away from businesses uh, as we look for a transitional plan with government to go away from an emergency plan and back to some some sort of normal status. So that is all really encouraging given where we were in January in Wales um, and very hopeful. Can you tell us what's happening with the restriction-based funding for hospitality businesses? Financial information so far it demonstrates that the whole of the money hasn't been taken up. There's something like 35 million of the of the money that was allocated that's so far been claimed. The process is for ERF, the Economic Resilience Fund money, which is the grant based, not the sort of uh, across the board payments that were similar to those that are in place in England. But the grant based payments will be uh, we're not quite sure when all of them will be out under scrutiny at the moment for payment. What does that mean for businesses? Uh, because there is obviously a shortfall in some of the money that was made available, plus members are telling me that they haven't uh, necessarily been able to apply for it because of the 50% turnover threshold, which is prohibiting them, even though they've got quite significant losses, prohibiting them from applying. So I spoke to the minister uh, yesterday uh, directly to say that we'd be very keen for these cases to be heard and for uh, the Welsh Government to look at an ancillary payment that could go to businesses that deserve the, the money because of their circumstances but were unable to qualify through the first opening of the ERF and that was well received so we will now be going to members to get evidence going back to Welsh Government next week and I'm very hopeful that more businesses that we represent will be able to claim money for that period that went between uh, Boxing Day and uh, will go to uh, I think it's next week I think it's the 14th of February is the is the qualifying date so that's good news and it was done directly responsible to our our uh, conversations with ministers that that is likely to happen. What else is going to help businesses get back on track? On top of that uh, the Visitor Economy Group, that, of which UKH is part here in in, in Wales, will, will be uh, following our submission today, involved in the recovery strategy. Um, I put a document into the Minister that some of our members had helped to originate with me last week, and that went in today, uh, which indicates a sort of a three-part consideration for where we should go Next, the uh, need for a recovery fund, part of that might well be in this new uh, ERF reassignment, but plus more, I would hope, just to help businesses get through this period, particularly through the April cost crisis that we're likely to get with the accumulation of uh, business rates, VAT, national insurance and fuel and food inflation all coming together. And also then later in the year, um, a sort of a regeneration fund, an investment fund, 
I've asked for, and that is largely based for those members with an older memory on the TIS uh, scheme. That's what I've asked for is consideration. And then finally, to look at, at actually revamping the Let's Shape the Future document as a partnership document between the industry and Welsh Government uh, to try to include the experiences and the knowledge that we've now got through the pandemic into the plan, which was originally devised in uh, January 2020. And obviously, lots of things have happened since then. But it does give us a great opportunity to address the issues that we've all um, known and experienced and had to deal with, and also how important the industry has become. I think we've been fighting for this for years to try to get this status enhanced. Now government does understand it because of the direct impetus of COVID and and the and the effect it's had on uh, on the Welsh economy for, through our businesses. So there's a good opportunity now to try to get ourselves further up the ladder in terms of economic. Uh, awareness and support uh, from Welsh Government and I think part of that could well be a piece of research that will look into just how we impact on all the communities that, uh, where we have uh, businesses. So moving on from your Covid related work, what else has been going on? I gave evidence this week to the Local Government Committee looking at the second home argument here, which is part of a new policy initiative that's come about from the Plaid Cymru and Labour Alliance here, which is only a few months old, and it's become a, a focal point. Now, it, it, as I made the point is, and I was helped with Jim Cathcart, our uh, policy guy, who is responsible for looking at statutory registration and, uh, and those issues. So we put a paper in together suggesting that there has to be a level playing field with any form of assessment of accommodation in the vulnerable communities for this. That includes everything from second homeowners to the short-term lets, uh, self-catering, and of course, uh, the other accommodation that is much more economic and staff-based. Now, that issue would benefit greatly by having the type of information that I think would help further the industry's cause in government circles about its economic impacts in those communities. And I don't think we can make any judgments in a, that, are, that are effective on accommodation of any type until we know exactly what the economic contribution that that accommodation makes into those local communities. Once you can do that, you can start to look at the value that you will get from that sort of that housing stock. Certainly an interesting piece of work there, which we hope UK Hostility Cymru will be able to ensure won't set back or harm the established hardworking businesses which are contributing to the local economy. And going forward, what do you think the focus of government is? It's a broad based sort of looking ahead uh, period. I'm glad to say now after the sort of devastation of the pandemic where there's a chance for the industry to be not only taken seriously, but to be put at the centre of economic policy. And to do that, we really do need to have that information at our fingertips to be able to justify our arguments and to help furnish the arguments for other things that are important, like sustainable tourism, environmental issues, as well as the obvious economic ones. And, you know, we've got communities and culture, uh, a world culture is part of that, of which we are a significant player uh, when the visitor economy is open. So it's good to see those big broader issues coming back to the fore instead of the awful firefighting that we've all had to do over the last two years. But I think it's a one-off opportunity really in the next 15 months for us to sort of grab this by the scruff of the neck and to try to make the industry um, the powerhouse of the Welsh economy that 
we know it is, but to try to get that more established in government circles. What else has been going on? I mentioned about second home consultation and statutory registration work. That's ongoing. So is the Food Standards Agency allergens changes with power and labelling. And we've had some members ask about that. The consultation in Wales, I believe, closes on March the 24th. It's all online on Welsh Government site. Uh, we are, of course, working on a consultation again with, with Jim. I'll be looking to put that together. I attended a workshop and put in our concerns about the need for clarity um, and consistency and simplicity around anything that was due to be imposed. And uh, that was that was sort of taken on board quite strongly by the, by the FSA representatives there. So I'm hopeful that we're starting to make an impact about the necessity for making it easy for our members to be able to incorporate this. And just to finish, are there any other points you would like to touch on? We had um, a regular meeting with the Qualifications Wales. Now, that body, on our request, is looking at the standard of and the quality of qualifications uh, through the skills process, through the colleges, through further education, into our businesses. And they've got an interim report coming out. Both allergens and qualifications, Wales's latest information will feature in the Wales Committee, which is on March the 9th. And that will be a hybrid event, so members are welcome to tune into that. But the point I wanted to make really about the Qualifications Wales interim report is that two significant features are in there. I think the need for, uh, has been recognised, that's been recognised Qualifications Wales, the need for a firm standard from all of the qualifications that are issued to enable anybody arriving at work with a qualification to be to be for that to be consistent right across the whole of the provision right across the country so that we don't have to go uh, to retraining or or disappointment because some may not have reached the same levels of capability as others and the second point is to bring us in much closer to the process and to make work experience more easy and accessible um, and for us to play a part in educating those that want to come into our industry, as well as those who are the formal providers. Uh, and that's gone very well. And now it's a matter of actually taking that into practicalities and making the industry available and, and a central point of, of the provision of work experience. So I think it's fair to say that this is the first time that we've had probably the counterweight of looking at future policy rather than having to do an awful lot of firefighting um, uh, through a dismal time for us all and that does uh, by itself bring about a degree of optimism and let's try for all the members who who were um, keen to be involved let's hope you can get involved and you can help to sort of furnish this this new policy area and to to build a better platform for the industry here in Wales over the next 18 months. Thank you, David. Definitely some positive news there and good to know about those additional areas of work that are incoming there in the future. For anybody listening, if you would like to provide us with evidence for either the grants or any of the other issues that David has brought up today, please do get in touch by emailing us at info at ukhospitality.org.uk and just put UKH Gumri podcast in the subject so we can direct that to David. Thank you, David, again for the update and thank you to those listening.